0: Hello and welcome to The Shana Show. I'm your host, Shana Sapi, a qualified nutritionist and mindset coach. I'm on a mission to help you live a nourished life on every single level. This podcast dives into the world of holistic health and personal development. Here, I combine practical knowledge and tools with the science of behavior change to help you embody your best self. It's my aim that this podcast inspires you and provides you with the resources to live the life of your dreams. So if you're ready to become your happiest and healthiest self, you are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. This episode of the podcast is coming to you from inside my free 10-day challenge, New Year Nourished You, which is helping you set a solid foundation to have your healthiest and happiest 2024. Throughout these 10 days, we are going through the ingredients for a nourished life, which are the 10 pillars that I believe are so important for a life of holistic health. And each day we'll be diving into one of these ingredients, one of these core pillars, and I'll be shedding insight and perspectives onto how you can optimize this part of your life. So to join us inside this challenge, which I highly recommend doing, please sign up via the link in the show notes. When you do sign up, you'll be part of the free challenge. You'll receive the worksheet that we're working through called the Wheel of Health, which helps you assess where you currently are in each of these areas and which ones need your focus and attention in 2024. You'll also be in the running to win exclusive prizes and giveaways by interacting and being signed up for the challenge. And you'll be a part of a community community of like-minded people. There are such beautiful people inside, and I'm so grateful for those that I'm sharing this with. If you sign up within the 10 days as well, you'll also have the opportunity to join us live on the morning calls each morning at 7am Melbourne time, um, and I look forward to to seeing you inside. You'll find that link in the show notes. Enjoy the episode. Good morning and welcome to day seven of New Year Nourish You. And today we are moving into how to cultivate an empowered mindset and the benefits of having an empowered mindset. Because when we feel empowered, we are so much more likely to go after the things that we desire when it comes to our health goals, when it comes to any of our life goals. If we can get into this state where we are feeling really empowered and solid within our mindset, it's going to be working with us instead of those times. And this happens to everyone where we drop into those disempowered mindsets. Um, And it's more about like training ourselves to spend more time in the empowered mindset. It's not to say that we're never, ever going to feel disempowered. Life is still going to happen. But the way that we react to that and respond to that is going to change because we'll start to See things differently and see that even when it feels like things are happening to us, they are ultimately happening for us. And sometimes that really doesn't make sense when we're in the thick of it, especially the really harsh brutalities that can come with life sometimes. Um, But over time, the more we train this empowered mindset, the more that we can see the gifts in everything, not bypassing, though. Remember what I mentioned on that emotional health call the other day around we don't just want to focus on finding the lesson, finding the silver lining, finding, okay, what's this emotion telling me? It's also like, okay, something really awful is happening right now. I'm not going to jump straight to the empowered space. I'm going to let myself sit in this emotion, sit in the disempowerment um, and knowing that I'm going to eventually make that choice to step back into the empowerment. But first feeling that emotion, feeling that feeling and feeling our emotions doesn't mean we're disempowered as well. They're not linked. um, And often When it comes to certain emotions, especially those uncomfortable emotions that we spoke about the other day on the call, we can kind of like as a society, we're kind of taught that oh, we're weak if we're crying or um, if we're not being strong and just showing up and like always having to put a brave face on and do the courageous things or keep going when life gets hard. That's kind of like we're conditioned to be like, oh, no. Feeling those feelings is a weak thing, right? Whereas I actually believe that feeling those emotions is a strong thing and it comes with that empowered mindset as well. Because in order to allow ourselves to feel certain feelings, especially when they're feeling really uncomfortable and overwhelming, we have to be so brave and so empowered within ourselves to let ourselves go there. I would actually argue that the more disempowered thing to do would be to like ignore them, suppress them and let them control our life on the back burner because we're not actually dealing with them. So they're gonna continue to stay with us and continue to be this energetic weight that we're carrying around in life and make us more disempowered ultimately. So mindset and emotional health are very linked topics, just as many of these topics, and I say this, most of these calls, they're all so interlinked. So when we're working with one, it's always benefiting the others. But I really wanna encourage you to, not think that, okay, I've got to have an empowered mindset 100% of the time. And this is what it looks like. When I'm empowered, I'm like standing in my power. I'm tall, I'm strong, everything's great. Life is sunshine, rainbows, and I'm just like powering through all of my goals and kicking out everything, like ticking all the boxes. And I'm a super achiever. That's not what it means to have an empowered mindset. We can also be empowered in the slower, lower periods of our life. We can also be. Like, give ourselves that permission to really be in that. And that can be a form of empowerment too, because we get to choose what that looks like for us and we get to choose how we react and respond to everything in our life. So, empowered mindset is ultimately about knowing that you've got you, you've got your back. And this ties into the self love that we'll talk about on day 10 as well. And it's like, You know, you can get through anything. That's a state of empowerment. Even when you're in the lows, you know you're going to get through that and you've got your back through that. And sometimes that's going to be doing things that um, help you feel good. Other times it's going to be leaning into those distraction strategies and protection strategies and not holding shame for that or not holding guilt for that, knowing that. That is what you needed in that moment. And ultimately, I've mentioned many times, it's all about learning to trust ourselves and that self-trust is a big part of that empowered self. And in order to become more empowered and to become more trusting and to become more confident within ourselves, it's really beneficial to keep our word to ourselves, And this is why I really don't believe in these all or nothing approaches, because I believe they're actually sabotaging our mindset. Because if we go into this new diet, let's say, or this new um, life overhaul where we're just going to be like, yeah, I'm turning everything upside down and everything's going to be great from Monday. Today's Monday. Let's start again. Let's, let's life reset. Right. If we go into that and then we're like, okay, I'm doing all these 10 things and then we can't keep that up because it's not designed to support, like, our body's not designed to have that much change that quickly. And therefore we get go back into what's comfortable because the unfamiliar can feel really scary and unsafe for the body. And we learned about the importance of safety for nervous system regulation. So if we're trying to overhaul 10 things and we're trying to keep our word to ourselves that we're going to do all of these things every day, and then sooner or later, we're going to slip off and we're going to start breaking our word to ourselves, We lose that self-trust and we lose that self-confidence. So part of building an empowered mindset and part of building that deep sense of self-confidence and knowing that you've got your own Back, and you can get through anything is to keep your word to yourself. And we do this by first biting off smaller things, breaking things down, and building our way up, right? Doesn't mean we have to compromise and like do less than we want to do in our life, because we're like, oh, Shana told me I can only make little changes. You would be amazed how much more progress you'll get when you break things down and focus on one thing at a time and make that a habit and make your body and your nervous system feel safe with that one thing before going on to the next, because otherwise we're going to be going into that all or nothing and then back and just like between the two and we don't make as much progress. This is why with yo-yo dieting, it's often like, okay, we're on, we're off, we're on, we're off. And we're not actually making progress over time. We might make little bits of progress, but imagine if we just started to really come back to those core principles of what I teach in the real food way and what I share about eating real food majority of the time. If we break that down and we just start small, Within like three months, we would have made so much progress. Whereas if we were yo-yo dieting every Monday or every second Monday, we're still going to be where we started at the beginning of that three months. So really just starting to see the beauty and the compounding effect of small, simple steps and working with ourselves and with our body and with our nervous systems. And the more that we build this awareness of ourselves and build this um, body awareness and learn what we need, the more that we're going to be able to discern. Okay. Yep. Today I can take this a little bit bigger step or step, or today I'm ready to take an extra one or whatever it is. And we can feel into that. And sometimes that does mean taking a step backwards and other times that means taking many steps forwards. So really just like backing yourself is such a big part of having that empowered mindset and not giving our power away to other people all the time, right? It can be really beneficial to learn from others, especially when they've got their zone of geniuses and they have been through things and they've learnt different things like degrees and things. Like it's so beneficial and supportive to learn and take things on. However, if we're constantly outsourcing our decision-making or outsourcing what we need, this is where we can kind of be in that more disempowered state because then we always need someone to tell us what to do. And that's why with everything that I teach over these 10 days and in general through what I do Is It's really about giving you the tools and showing you the way, but then helping you build that self-trust and helping you build the awareness to know what you need so that you can take your power back and you don't always need to be looking for it externally because externally, you're going to find every answer under the sun and we have to find what's right for us, right? Some people tell us one thing is good for us. Other people tell us the other thing is terrible. That same thing is terrible for us. Who are we going to believe? We need to figure out what's right for us because there's always going to be information and data for both sides of the argument, and it can get really damn confusing. So the more we can like collect information, be like, okay, this is something that feels true. This is something that feels really supportive to me. This is something that is backed by years of experience or education or what it is, whatever. And then we can take that on board with our own lens of like, okay, is this supporting me? I might say I. Let's use food for an example. So I was vegetarian slash vegan slash pescatarian going between the three for eight years and then I chose to start eating meat again because that's what I needed that's what my body needed there's arguments out there on the internet for both sides right Um, which one's right or wrong it depends on our body for me at that time when I went vegetarian and then the times I went vegan or pescatarian that's what my body needed then that there were certain lessons I needed then and right now I'm back to eating all the things because right now this is what my body needs and if someone had told me oh no you have to be plant-based because this is the best way or oh you have to be carnivore and only eat meat like why are you still eating vegetables this is the right way i wasn't listening to myself right so if we start to really just tune into what we need and yes collect the information be like oh this is really interesting these stats about um, having a variety of plant-based foods and how beneficial they are for our gut health and this is also really interesting that wow beef liver is a really nutrient-dense food okay this is something that we can incorporate to get like high doses of nutrients through a real food source just little examples like that. Like when we start to kind of like come into our own truth and choose what's best for us. And like I said, it's going to be different things at different times as well. So not shaming ourselves for when we are changing our mind or if we learn something new and we do want to pivot a little bit with something that we're doing, whether it is diet related or whether it is anything in our life, just like learning to really feel into what you need. Um, and yes, still learning, still growing, and we're going to learn and grow whatever we do in life. We're here to learn and grow, right? It's just like a natural byproduct of everything that life throws towards us. So um, continuing to seek information and knowledge that can support you on your journey, but always running it through your own filter because other people know what's best for them and they might say, okay, this is the best thing to do. This is this is the way. But what if our way is different and everyone's way is different? Little spoiler alert, (laughs) everyone's way is different. And it's our job to get to know ourselves in this lifetime and find what's best for us and find this sense of empowerment through ourselves. And when it comes to having this empowered mindset, there's a few pieces of the puzzle. So in the other day's talk, when I introduced the embodied health model and spoke about the different layers of health, the physical, the mental, the emotional slash energetic, we kind of look at the mental health side of things for mindset. So the things like, what are our beliefs? What are our core beliefs? Are these supporting us or are these kind of working against us? Do we believe that we are worthy of having our health goals? Do we believe that we are worthy of feeling really happy? And when it comes to that worthiness, there's a big worthiness wound in society where we feel like we have to earn things. And I really want to encourage you on this journey towards having an empowered mindset to realize that you have to earn nothing and you are inherently worthy of everything that your heart desires, inherently worthy of living the most incredible life simply because you were born, not because you have to do something. And we're so trained that it's like, I have to do something to get something. Like we have to work to get money. We have to um, do well on our tests to get a good grade in school. Like it's just kind of ingrained in us that it's like, we've got to work to get things or be worthy. Or there's all these ways where we feel like we need certain things to be lovable or enough or all of that. But just by simply being alive and just by simply having a desire, it means that you're worthy for it because we all have different desires and different dreams and there is more than enough for everybody. And we wouldn't have that dream or that desire if it wasn't true for us. But this is also where it comes back to that self-awareness and discerning what it is that we want or what it is that society has told us we want as well, because there will be a big difference in when we're showing up for ourselves and for our dreams and our desires from that place of this. This is something I really want in my heart. Not this is something I want because of the status it might give me or what I think it's going to bring me. But when it's truly something that's true for you and not someone Something that someone else has told you you should want—that's um, when we're also going to be able to actually reach that thing. Because often you may notice that if we're going after a goal or a dream or a desire that's not actually ours, it's something that someone else put in our mind. There'll be a lot of resistance, and we won't actually be able to like get there. Or if we do get there, we're not feeling fully fulfilled because it wasn't our dream or our goal. It's not meant for us. So the more we start to tune into what's meant for us and what we want, what we truly want, not what others tell us we should want, the more we are going to feel that sense of fulfillment in life, the happier we're going to feel, the healthier we're going to feel, the just more in alignment our life is going to be to us. So again, really coming back to your truth and what's true for you. So when it comes to these beliefs, all of our underlying beliefs are essentially going to be like a blueprint for what we see in the world. If I believe that I'm not worthy of something, I'm going to see so much evidence that that's true. If I believe that everything is really hard, I'm going to create evidence that that's true. And I'm going to accidentally like not even on purpose, more of like a subconscious thing, make things harder for myself than they need to be. So when we can look at these beliefs and we can be like, okay, I see this pattern of like, I'm making everything really difficult or, or making myself work incredibly hard because I feel like that's the way it has to be. And I don't believe that things can be easy and that things can flow. Then we we can start to have the power when we see that when we look at that and we're like okay how can I actually lean into it being easy how can I find evidence for the opposite and we start to set our reticular activating system which I believe I mentioned in one of the other calls but if I haven't our reticular activating system is essentially a part of our brain that chooses what to focus on because we are exposed to so many stimulus every single day and a good example of this is like when you're looking there's a common example that I really like because it resonates when you're looking for a new car or a particular car you really like you you've like it's got your attention and then you start seeing it everywhere you're like oh my goodness i'm seeing this car Everywhere I go, but before I even noticed it, like I, I hadn't seen it for years, and now I'm seeing it every day, 10 times a day. Where did all these cars come from? And that's because we're focusing on that because it's something that is within our awareness. So, this could be with things we want, like let's say it's that new car as an example, it can be with things we also don't want. So, if we don't want something and then we're f- so fixated on not wanting that thing and we're so afraid of getting that thing, and then we start to see it everywhere and we're like, oh no, like this thing's everywhere, and that can lead to a really disempowering state. So really choosing what we put our attention on because what we focus on grows and choosing to put our attention on the things that we do desire. And again, this does not mean bypassing. This does not mean that we don't want to look at the um, beliefs that aren't serving us and that are lim- limiting us because we're scared we're going to see more of that because we do first have to look at that to um have the awareness and then understand what's the opposite. What do we actually want to focus on? So I I may have mentioned this quote as well. I've definitely said it sometime recently in the past couple of weeks, but I love this quote by Louise Hay or this kind of idea and concept from her, which is we first must look at the dirt in order to clean the house. So we can't clean a house without first looking at the dirt, acknowledging that it's there and then going and cleaning it away, dusting it, sweeping it, whatever it may be. This is the same with our mind and our mindset. We don't want to ignore and be like, oh no, I just had a thought that that's not possible for me. I can't have that thought. I've got to say to myself, yes, this is possible. It's going to happen. It's already happened. We also want to look at, okay, why do I feel that that's not possible for me? And how can I help myself feel that it's is possible for me. Maybe I need to go find some people that have it that are kind of like similar to me. So I feel like, oh, if they can do it, then so can I little things like that, where it's like, okay, we look at it, we acknowledge it's there. We don't fixate on it. We don't subscribe to it as the truth. We choose to see it through a different lens and we'd be like, okay, that's what's there. Let's reframe this. Let's remove this limiting belief. And there's many different tools that we can use to do this. Like I love one called sight K, which is almost like a form of kinesiology where you're doing, um, whole body balances to support on that energetic and subconscious level. There's things like hypnosis, even things like tapping that we spoke about in the nervous system regulation day that can really support, especially the way that tapping frames the negative or the, um, disempowering thoughts. I don't like using languaging like negative because everything is neutral until we give it meaning. Right. (laughs) Like I keep saying, um, but yeah, let's say there's more of those disempowering or limiting feelings that we're feeling when we're tapping. And then eventually it moves us towards the more empowering ones. So it's acknowledging the dirt and then it's getting to the thoughts and the things that we want to be thinking. So, many dif- different tools and even just these practices of looking for the evidence, like I'm saying, or creating the evidence, because sometimes we can use looking for evidence that it's possible as one of the excuses or like something to kind of like procrastinate or put it off or like put something a bit further away from us. Cause it's like, oh, I've got to find all this evidence first. Sometimes we have to discern and be like, you know what? There's not a lot of evidence around me right now, but I'm going to create that evidence for myself and show myself this is possible and know that Ultimately, if it's right for me, it will happen. Um, And if it's not, then that's okay. And this is another distinction when it comes to our mindset and looking at failures and successes. I actually don't believe that anything is a failure. I really believe that failures, quote unquote, are lessons. And the more we can see that they are lessons rather than actually meaning we fail anything, This is so empowering because then we're not afraid to quote unquote fail because we're like, cool, I'm going to learn something from it. And it can be hard at the time. It can bring up certain emotions. It can bring up different wounds based on what we have within us that we're working to really support ourselves through. So yes, it can feel hard and it can feel scary when these quote unquote failures come up. But when we reframe them and we change our perspective and we see them as lessons, there is so much to learn from them ultimately as they are lessons, but you know, there's so much we can gain from them. And that in itself shows us it's not a failure because if it was a failure, we would have got absolutely nothing from it. Whereas we're getting lessons from them. Maybe we're getting redirections. Maybe we're saying, okay, that didn't quite work. Let's tweak it. Let's do it this way. Instead. We're learning, we're collecting data along the way. Um, and so when we can stop seeing things as failures, so let's say it is something like a health goal and we're like, all right, um, I'm working towards this particular goal and then we feel like we're failing because it's not necessarily happening for us. Can we actually reframe that and see that this is all part of the journey and we're just learning on the way there? Um, So if – we like, and I've been here too. If we have been on that yo-yo diet train and we're like, oh, that failed, that failed, that failed. I keep letting myself down. How can we say it's like, actually, they were all lessons showing me that these fad diets I kept going on aren't going to work for me. And now I get to find a different way that actually does work for me. Awesome. What a gift. Yes. It might mean we haven't met our health goals, but we still have that opportunity. And the more that we are just like continuing on that path, that is the greatest form of success when we can keep showing up for and what we truly deeply desire and know we deserve rather than calling the quits and being like, you know what, this isn't working for me. I'm just going to like, not bother anymore. I feel like if there is a failure, that's probably the closest thing to failure. But again, I don't even like saying that anything is a failure. It's all just lessons. So, and saying that as well, actually giving up on certain things definitely isn't a failure when it's not in alignment to you. It's only when it's in alignment to you and it's what your heart really wants and really desires. And you choose not to pursue that, that that would be perceived as a more negative thing, as opposed to if it's something that, like one of those society things that tells they tell us we should want, um, or our parents told us we should want, or a friend told us we should want. What's going on with this straight hair? Um, when we when we give up on those things, that's actually a celebration. That's actually like the biggest form of success because it's like you just had the courage to stop going after something that wasn't meant for you. And that can feel scary, especially when there's judgment from other people um, around that particular thing. And when it comes to judgment and different fears that we hold really just acknowledging that fear is something that's ingrained into all of us and being empowered doesn't mean that you're never going to feel fear in fact we are all going to feel fear at different times in our life sometimes over little things sometimes over big things in our body it all often feels the same yes there's a spectrum of it though so just realizing that like Being empowered doesn't mean not feeling fear. It's that whole thing of feeling the fear and doing it anyway, of going after it anyway, of staying true to yourself anyway. That's being empowered. It's not that we're just gonna suddenly become immune to fear and be like, no, I'm not scared of anything. I actually think that could be rather dangerous if that were to happen, but that fear can also We can use that as like a bit of a fuel and show ourselves what is possible and show ourselves and celebrate ourselves when we do step into something that does feel really scary. The other day I um, actually stepped into fear and it felt my whole body was like, oh my God, this is terrifying. And I was literally just reading a poem in front of people, spoken word poetry in front of a group of people. It's the first time I've ever written spoken word poetry and noticing that fear in my body allowing my body to shake and tremble as I was up there doing something new and completely different for the first time and yes it felt overwhelming and yes the the fear was there and it was so visceral and present and I was like oh my god this it feels like I'm gonna die even though it's something like not even dangerous but being able to take that fear and be like okay I'm gonna step through this anyway and I'm going to um, do something that feels really true on my heart right now and share this with people, even though it feels really scary. That's a big celebration of ourselves, right? And sometimes we do it in macro ways. Sometimes we do it in micro ways. It can be the tiniest little thing that you do that you've stepped into some form of something that scared you a little bit, celebrate yourself for this. Celebrate yourself every time that you step into that fear. And even when your body tells you you're gonna die, notice the times that you're actually at risk of danger and that you're not. Like that example, I was not at risk of danger. Um, And I'm sure the next time I choose to read spoken word poetry in front of people, I'm gonna feel less scared. And the more we can lean into this fear and get comfortable within the uncomfortable and comfortable in the fear, the easier it gets over time. So really encouraging you not to see fear as a negative thing or a bad thing. Fear can actually be something that supports us and even shows us what's really important to us, or it can shine the light on something Um, deeper that we're afraid of, like, I'm sure it wasn't me getting up there, sharing that poem. That was what's scaring me. It was fears of judgment, fears of rejection, fears of like the vulnerability of the poem and what I had written. So just noticing and looking underneath that and being like, why is this fear here? And where do I maybe need a little bit more love and kindness and compassion and care? Um, Because those things, when it comes to judgment, and I talk a lot about judgment in my programs, because often it's those things that we don't give ourselves permission to do is what we judge in others. So when we're judging others, we're actually just judging ourselves. And when we can start to see that when other people are judging us, they're actually just judging themselves and it's got nothing to do with us, that can really set ourselves free. Because one of the core fears that many of us hold is that fear of judgment, because we are tribal beings. The way we evolved was in tribes. And if we were rejected or judged by the tribe and thrown out, we were out to fend for ourselves. So we had to fit in. So we've got this kind of like tribal mentality and that plays into our life now, even though it's very different, um, where it doesn't matter if someone's going to judge us, we're not going to be kicked out of a tribe. We're not going to have no food. Like we're still going to be able to fend for ourselves. And we're still going to be able to call in new community because we are living in like bigger cities and exposed to so many more people than back when we were living in tribes. And there were only small numbers of people for days and days of walking. And then maybe you'd find another tribe, but just starting to realize that all of this is normal. All of this is welcome. And when we come at life with this empowered mindset, We can face anything because we've got our own back and even the things that scare us, we can walk into those and really walk out the other side and walk through it feeling empowered. So that's what I have to say about mindset for today. Obviously, there's so much more I can say on this and I can feel myself wanting to go on about 10 other tangents, but that is bringing us close to that 30 minute mark. So I want to share with you today's activity. So I mentioned before about what we focus on grows and what we put our attention on. We get more of And today I would love for you to take some time to focus on gratitude and some things that you're grateful for. So I'm going to pop a little um, thread up in the Facebook as I've done every day. And in the comments there, I really just want you to sit with something that you're feeling really grateful for between one to three things. And when you do this, don't just reel it off like, "Yep, I'm grateful For those of you on this call, I'm grateful for those of you watching the replay. I'm grateful for this chair I'm sitting in. I'm grateful for the roof over my head. See how there was no feeling in that? That was kind of, I'm just reeling it off because I'm ticking that box, getting the gratitude done. We really want to feel the gratitude when we feel it, that's when it really has the biggest impact on us and the biggest its the most supportive for us when we can really learn to feel the gratitude as well. So instead it would be like I am feeling so deeply grateful for those of you that are here with me right now. I am feeling so deeply grateful for the fact that I'm running this challenge and I get to show up and I get to be of service and that people are listening to me and people care about what I have to say. I feel so deeply grateful that I get to have this positive impact because people are trusting me and showing up for me. I feel so grateful that I have a roof over my head and that I am able to be warm and dry and have this beautiful home around me. Can you feel the difference there? Such a different frequency. So when you're practicing gratitude, really trying to get into the feeling. And again, if you can't get into the feeling, not making it mean that you've done something wrong or not letting yourself get bored into the disempowered thoughts or those inner critic thoughts, some days it is just going to be a matter of just trying to reel them off to be- build it as a habit. And then other days when you feel like you have that capacity, really tuning in and feeling that. And it can even be, um, I'm feeling so grateful that I'm showing up and cultivating this gratitude. I'm feeling so grateful that I, I have things to be grateful for. And right now I can't, might not be able to think about lots of those because I'm in a disempowered state, but I'm feeling so deeply grateful that I remembered to practice gratitude whatever it is, just finding gratitude for anything and everything. There's actually so many things to be grateful for when we really tune into that. And we start to train our mind to find things to be grateful for. Cause then our reticular activating systems, like, yeah, that's another thing. That's another thing. That's another thing. Oh, you've got clean water you can drink. That's another thing. Oh, you've got food on your plate today. That's another thing. Wow. We're looking at a laptop or we're looking at this on our phone. That's another thing. Like so, so many things we've got people that love us was people we love. There's this incredible world that we have as our playground. So there's always things to be grateful for, even in those times of darkness and that are really difficult. And sometimes we can be grateful for the darkness too and the chapters of our life that come with those. So... Yeah, looking forward to hearing what you guys are grateful for today. And I hope that this talk about empowered mindset has helped you see that having an em- empowered mindset might look a little bit differently to what people may normally say that it needs to be, like always feeling good and strong within ourselves. It's like, okay, well, can we actually feel the fear and still be empowered through that? Can we actually be feeling really low or sad and still be feeling empowered within our- in ourselves because we know we can hold that and we know that this too shall pass. So thank you so much for being here and thank you to those that are watching the replay and I will see you tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. If you loved this episode and enjoyed this training from inside my free 10-day challenge, New Year Nourished You, remember to head to the show notes and sign up so that you have access to all of the extra goodness that is involved with being a part of the challenge. Thanks for being here and I look forward to speaking soon.